And some of them we know have been pulled out of these, you know, camps, uh, IDP camps, because there is no hope there. There's no jobs. So they're be, they're able to easily, you know, exploit them. Um, but like you said, what an opportunity. Hey, friends. Welcome to the Victor Marks Podcast with Victor Marks, founder of All Things Possible Ministries. Welcome to the show where we bring you real conversations faced with life's hard truths, stories of redemption, and the latest from the front lines. Whether you're on the road, getting your day started, or finally settling in, we've got an exciting new episode planned for you. So let's dive in to today's show. Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of the Victor March Show. In studio, I've got this beautiful woman. I was going to, it made me think about last night, uh, where somebody's made a mention calling a woman hot. <laughs> okay, Tim. Yeah, that was a long pause, Vic. We filled in a lot of stuff in that pause. <laughs> hey, y'all aren't supposed to be talking yet. Y'all are in Iraq. I'm setting this up. I got my bride next to me. Oh, my goodness. Can we start over? No. We never start over. Okay. You guys in studios, Eileen, my bride. We've got our producer, Kendall, over on the side, holding his belly, laughing so hard. Uh, and it, it, today, super special. We've never done this before. Uh, we've actually, two things. We've never had three people on the show at the same time, and we haven't done a remote live from Iraq. So, hey, welcome to the program, folks. You're, you're not going to want to miss this. Subscribe. Press subscribe so you get all of our programs, and uh, we're grateful for today. So with us, our team members and colleagues that are in country uh, doing the deal and bringing us a report that's going to blow you away. But for ease, would y'all just please introduce yourselves and a little background so people know who you are and who they're listening to. Most people <laughs> know my name. They're going to be yes. disappointed what I look like, but I'm Jeff Hees, the Chief Operating Officer of All Things Possible Ministries, and uh, yeah, we miss you guys. This is this is the first time we've done a pump out here without y'all, right? right? Yes, yeah, which yeah. pretty wild. Which is, is good and bad. I mean, it definitely yeah. shows the team is growing. We're in capable hands with our Director of Operations, but uh, yeah, there's a little there's a little hole. We miss you guys. Yeah, thank you. Well. But on the other hand, it's very cool to see what we can do yeah. and how we are growing. Um, so I yeah, love it. Thanks, Jeff. We got Lindsay in the middle. My name is Lindsay Westwood. I am the director of operations at All Things Possible. So I oversee all things Iraq and among other things. But I've been with uh, Victor and Eileen for the last 10 years. It's been an amazing 10 years with the ministry. You, so you, you tried to get away, but I we did. have skill sets. I tried you to get away run. a couple yeah, times. We, yes. We got you back. You can run, but you can't hide. So uh, thanks, Lindsay. And then our newest member, Mr. Joe. Yeah. So I'm Joe Scaramucci. I'm an uh, investigator with the sheriff's office in Waco, Texas. Um, been policing about 18 years now. Wow. Uh, I'm also assigned to Homeland Security Investigations out of Austin. Uh, my primary role is counter sex trafficking. I've been doing that since 2014 exclusively. Mm. Uh, prior to that, I did about eight years worth of death investigations and, and sex crimes. So um, 
pretty wide range of, of law enforcement background. Well, I'll tell you what too, Joe, you have such a great reputation in the law enforcement community. Uh, and you're one that doesn't mince words about groups, people, organizations who are, are more about fakery and, um, messaging for money than actually doing the deal. So we are grateful uh, for who you are and what you do. And, I appreciate uh, that. Yeah, man, we're, we're, we're thrilled that you're over at our house in Iraq. Uh, so just excited you, to be here. Yeah, please clean up your room after you're done. <laughs> uh, so, I'm guys, <laughs> yeah. uh, we, we are – excited to get an update from y'all um and and i'll just i'll just turn it over to you guys uh to kind of help us understand uh the the mission purpose for this pump and then joe we want to hear from you from your perspective your first time in iraq and what you brought to the table that has excited our friends and, and colleagues working in that region you want to share with our vision and how um how you put it together? Yeah, I'll, to I'll start before I'll lay the, the groundwork. So, I mean, ATP has been in Kurdistan and Iraq for about seven years. And we originally came because we were invited by the Kurdish government uh, to counsel Yazidi women who had been captured by ISIS, who were killing themselves, and they needed help to help these women. So that's when... You guys went for the first time. I wasn't even there the first time you guys went, but you took a team of trauma specialists. And since then, it's been really amazing to see all the doors God has opened because, I mean, we've, we've never stopped coming back. So our focus has been women and kids over the last seven years who have been affected by trauma, specifically traumatized by ISIS. We've done immense work in the IDP camps. We've done immense work with uh, recovering children out of war zones in Mosul, um, helping kids with medical cases, helping kids, families financially, supporting them. Um, And it's been great. But things are shifting here because ISIS is no longer a threat. So the focus is now turning to more of empowerment. And so ATP, there's a fly that won't leave me alone. ATP is, is trying to, um, to shift in that direction as well, because that's how Curtis, that's, that's how things are going here. It's, it's not just people need food, people need water, people need medical. It's people need hope. They need a skill set. They need that push to get them to the next stage in their lives and that's what we're really trying to do here. And we're trying to do it specifically in the realm of human trafficking. So with all the success we've had in the U.S., hunting traffickers, hunting pedophiles, we're trying to tap into that here and train up local law enforcement, local judges, local humanitarian, human rights groups, government groups here in Kurdistan to, to help fight the crime of human trafficking here. So... That's you know, what we're doing here. Yeah, mm-hmm. excellent. Well yeah. said. And and for clarification, ISIS isn't over. They're just not the level of threat right. that they've been. Uh, because second to last time we were in, right where y'all are sitting, was a girl that had been rescued from 
uh, recovered from an ISIS as a sex traffic victim. And yeah. uh, she'd been held captive for seven years. Rosa, we just did a story on her. But I think we want folks to understand that we were praying, God, what is your will and purpose for us? Uh, we only want to spend our time, energy, and resources in a way that you're glorified and we feel directed. Mm-hmm. Um, but we started seeing so much of this. And then just, I mean, folks, this is as fresh as you can get. We were trusting, trying to hear well from God. This is the need. Mm-hmm. And the, my question to you guys is, why? As an American sitting here and they're listening to you, why should we be trying to help those foreigners with counter-sex trafficking uh, as Christians? I'll answer that one, then we'll pass it over to Joe. You know, when when people ask us, I mean, first of all, it's it's the right thing. And there's many different ways to spread the gospel. There's many different ways to represent our faith in, in Jesus. We we talk at ATP that we're proud to be the hands and feet. And Vic, you say it you say it so well as we, you know, preach the gospel and use use your mouth when needed. Yeah. And that's what we've been doing with ATP for years. But but we're so invested here. So, you know, half part of our staff are our veterans who have been coming here for the last close to 20 years. You know, and then the, the, the amount of sweat, blood, and equity and sacrifice that the team has made. We have incredible access and placement. We have relationships. It would it would just be a shame to, to, to move on. So to make this pivot is is really something fascinating. And it's interesting that you talk about Rosa. She was sitting right here at this on this couch. And that was one of the moments, Vic, when 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 I'm standing right there, I'm looking at Rosa and I'm thinking there's hundreds of girls like Rosa. There's thousands of girls like Rosa in Iraq. What they lack is is the drama of ISIS. It's going to be much more of the flavor and the style of what it's like in the United States and in, right. in, in much of the developing world. And that, that was part of what started the, the machine rolling. And then I, I sought out, you know, some of the best counter-trafficking detectives that I could find. Uh, most of them didn't return my call, but luckily Joe Joe did okay. finally end up ret- return a call. So you know he, we we brought him in as an expert not only in the U.S. because you know one one of the things that we've talked about all these different places is everyone thinks things are different. Sin is sin, evil is evil. Like we we, we have to c- convince people. No, it's it, don't tell me about how it is here. No, it's right. it's, it's human nature. It's yeah. sin. It's weakness. It's exploitation. It's manipulation. And so you know not only is, is Joe absolutely important with how we've developed things, how we do in the U.S., but he has a lot of knowledge and experience across the U.S. and has been able to tailor the message here in a, in a really terrific way. Yeah, I think from my end of it, um, you know, kind of going echoing what Jeff said, human beings are human beings, right? I don't think that we should be stopping at a county line, a city limit, uh, a national boundary, as long as people are being exploited, they're being exploited. And if we can help them, I don't know why we wouldn't. Um, from a law enforcement lens, you know, I try to tell people and, and kind of what Jeff said, you know, trafficking is trafficking. You can only buy and sell human beings so many ways. I don't care what country you're in. Um, and the beauty of what's going on here is we're, it's really starting at the ground level, right? So. Um, looking at the, the emerging trends, looking at the, the use of the internet increasing, you know, dramatically over the last, uh, several years compared to what it was 20 years ago. Um, 
it, it really is going to get the government here and the law enforcement and, and NGOs ahead of the game um, long before a lot of this really starts coming to fruition. Um, the, the counter to that, though, too, for me is that if I'm able to look at trafficking here and apply it to what we have going on back home, it still benefits us in the United States. Um, and looking at what we've seen since we've been here, a lot of it is going to equate right over to what we're doing on a daily basis in the U.S. anyway. Um, so I think it helps on both ends to, to really look at what's going on here. I love it. Uh, what you bring to the table, I mean, it's so groundbreaking. It must be very cool for you guys to see law enforcement, you know, key figures just get lit up going, holy smokes. Um, and it brings hope, Lindsay, right? Uh, so what, what are some of the responses? Cause I, we're excited to know, cause we're, we're not in the room with you guys there. But but what is what is the response and feel for people who are who are learning and anxious for us to do more? Yeah, um, it's been really encouraging to see people's responses because their jaw drops when we talk to them about what we offer, how we can help, what we're doing in the U.S. and how we want to bring that here. They're so in awe of the technology, the training, um, it's been very, very, uh, well-received and it, which is amazing because we were unsure. We didn't know what was going to happen. We've never done this in, in Iraq and Kurdistan before. And so it, it was a gamble to come here and to ask all these people, like, will you let us do a training for you tomorrow? And <laughs> And, and that's how quickly things happen here. Like wow. it, it can be very difficult, but if, if it's received, then it, I mean, it happens quickly. So we've been able to, to knock out four trainings in the last wow. like six days. So. Wow. Do you, do you okay. ever think that there'll be a time and a place where uh, women from the U S or Canada or Europe would be circulated into that uh, market? I, I, I would say not the U.S., just my yeah. experience internationally, um, not necessarily the U.S., but I definitely think Eastern Europe, yeah. um, as, as the economy grows here and, and it stays you know, where it's at in countries like Moldova, where it's just so poor, um, you know, it's not far to get here. So I could definitely see Eastern European countries it's, uh, having trafficking victims here. It's, it's heavy Iranian right now, and, mm -hmm. and we, we would... Um, think it's probably going to be Chinese as well, just because there there's so much infrastructure development that's here. So like like Joe was saying, this place is ripe for a, for growth because there's economic development. There's disposable dollars. You know, everyone has an iPhone. So that exploitation and, and grooming can, can happen now online that used to have to take take place. But also, you know, I, I, I what, what Lindsay was talking about, we're talking about sex. We're talking about sex crimes. We're talking about an in, in, incredibly complicated crime set that that involves trauma and a lot of it is childhood abuse in in an, in a Muslim country in in Iraq like that. That to me, I'm still as we're sitting here, even though we've done trainings, I'm st I still pinch myself that we are talking such taboo subjects in such an open manner. With, yeah. with completely open arms. It's, I mean, it's, I think, I mean, it's nothing but a God thing. 
Right. I think about when we did the marriage conference there, mm-hmm. which was a huge success, we literally couldn't talk about sexual intimacy between a man and we couldn't talk about cheating mm-hmm. uh, because, folks, we're talking about a country and in some communities where if a wife cheats on a husband, they'll kill her. If so, if a Yazidi goes to a different tribe outside of what they're, they'll stone her to death. So the fact that we're talking about uh, a level of organized uh, crimes being committed against, uh, and it's mostly younger gals, I would think, young women and and kids, and some of them we know have been pulled out of these, you know, camps. Uh, IDP camps because there is no hope there. There's no jobs, so they're be they're able to easily, you know, exploit them. Um, but like you said, what an opportunity! Mm-hmm. Um, and there's no one else doing it. <laughs> I remember the you, you the the text you sent me or email, Jeff. You're like, there's no one else doing what we're doing. So, folks, that's God opening a door that we are to walk through and be faithful. We need a couple of things for this to happen because this is a new initiative that could radically affect this country and the region. And we're also expanding, but we're is we need prayer because uh, obviously we're an NGO, we're a ministry. We need financial dollars uh, to do this. We don't we. <laughs> And I've heard people say over the years, why don't you just get a rich shake to, you know, uh, folks, it just doesn't work like that. Okay. Uh, but as Christians, I have found the most consistent people to support our ministry are Christians who understand the eternal value. And, and then the Muslims there, they, they're not against us. They're like, you're helping us and we know you're Christians. Uh, so, I, I just think it's very interesting. So prayer, and if people listening or watching, if you can just go to our website just to commit to monthly support, it doesn't have to be much, but it makes a difference. And we see God being faithful in that. Now, uh, what is what is something that shocked the law enforcement in a training? With just just one or two things, Joe, that you were like, holy smokes. I think for me so far, what's been the most interesting is we've opened with an exercise that Jeff has where we give a scenario about a person, a female who's been trafficked and there's seven options as to what person holds the most blame for her actions, right? Mm -hmm. So the victim of the crime, the trafficker, the buyer, her father, um, you know, just, just other people that are involved. And when we go, when we've gone through it every time in the beginning, everybody assigns for the most part, assigns the most blame to the victim of the trafficking. And really the, the trafficker himself and the buyer are kind of at the low end of this. Um, and, and this is, I don't think unique to what's going on here, but it really has blown my mind how quickly in a three hour training, we can talk about trauma and trauma responses, and we can talk about um, the psychology of it and really drive that home. And then at the end of the three hours, do the exact same exercise and watch how many of the, these men and women completely change their 
their numbers right wow. and they hey the most to blame is the trafficker the second to blame is the buyer wow. and they put the wow. victim you know at the in some cases very very last um even wow. blaming her friends before her uh so i think that's been really really interesting to watch because you know even in the states you don't get that light switch click this fast um and wow. it's it's clicked pretty fast here I mean, we've been doing counter messaging on the <clears throat> radical side for years with what we do. Now, y'all are changing the mindset of people that, you know, mm. folks, y'all see and hear this. We're able to, God's give us an entree to change the mindset about something that, and we know this. I, I never forget the uh, interior minister told me one time in a meeting and folks, he's just a, He's a tall cotton dude with a lot of influence over all the police forces. Over, he just said, Victor, we're all traumatized. Help us. <clears throat> I mean, when, you're, when your city or country is surrounded by ISIS, there's constant, there's war going on. People and, and even Iranians just drop some missiles there, you know, and, and killing folks. So this, though, is a very specific niche that they feel hopeful. You can hear it. Don't you love hearing that? I, I do. I do. And it's, you know, when we first went over there, there was so much chaos. There was so much confusion. Like, we're trying to help them understand what trauma is. It's like, what? They didn't even know I, what post-traumatic stress was. It's like, this is actually a luxury to even try to understand what trauma is. So to be able to help them and truly change their mindset that... Yeah that these victims are truly victims. That is, that, that's incredible. I'm sitting there looking at you three and uh, I've got a lot of jokes in my head, but I'll, I'll <laughs> keep those out. What I see though is we've got a top cop. We've got a former Delta troop commander with over a thousand missions. And then we've got, you know, this uh, well-bred, well-educated, private uh, university gal who I tell folks is she, she's been from the battlefield to the boardroom and yeah, you know, growing up your family, you've had some opportunities. Maybe most have it, but here you are uh, leading this effort as director of operations and look what God's assembled. And of course we got the super Samoan Chaz in the background we got Happy Hassan, who is uh, our wise intel protector and uh, family over there. And so many people that folks don't even know of, uh, of what's going on. So this is very exciting, and we really want people to catch a vision for this. What is something that y'all would want people to know who are watching this right now or listening? Just something that they need to know. Wait. We all, we all have something, but Vic, the, at the end of our class today, we asked the women. So it was women from the International Human Rights Commission, yep. mm. uh, about 30 women, all women, incredibly oh. switched on, incredibly open. Um, we asked them specifically, and I'm going to put Lindsay on the spot. We, we, we said, hey, we're going to do a podcast later. You know, it, up to a million people can, can listen to this podcast. What, what do you want... Americans to know what do you what do you want them to know about the women here in Iraq and what you just experienced here with this training with with Joe what yeah. did they say uh, they said a couple of things I think the main theme 
behind what they were trying to get across was not to forget them and, and not to, not to lose hope mm. to not, to not give up on the empowerment of women here because it's, it's so important. And Kurdistan is, is, is catching up They're They're moving in the right direction, but even today in that room full of women, how many of the groups during the exercise of the victim, they rated her number one as responsible. And so even mm. as women who we mm. think, oh, women, like they'll get it. They'll, they'll place mm. the victim in the right spot. They, they'll have a better understanding. And across, I feel like across the world, it's, it's not that way. We, we still put the victim as number one, if you don't understand. And so, like Joe said, to see the switch, it was so powerful because at the end they were like, they literally said, after the training, after going through this, I now understand why the victim's not at fault, why the perpetrator's at fault, why the buyer's at fault, why XYZ is at fault more so than the victim. So that was really cool to see. That's powerful. And there's something about the face-to-face communication uh, that that cannot be substituted. And that's why we go. That's why we, we do. It makes such a big difference, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I think something well, to add to that, yeah. though, they're probably not used to men talking about women's rights. Mm-hmm. They're probably very quietly amongst each other talking about women's rights. So to have yeah. a, a group of men and, and, and a woman stand up and say, hey, look, like your voice needs to be heard. Um, is probably a pretty unique thing around here to begin with. Well, that's good insight, Joe. Mm-hmm. Well, what would y'all say the benefits of people who are listening to this of Eileen and I uh, coming back? I think it'll be number 17 for me. And, uh, you know, we, we love, obviously we love Iraq. We love Kurdistan. We love Syria. Uh, but what is the benefit from those folks, because we've already been contacted by people who sat in your classes from law enforcement to uh, human rights activists. I mean, it's been, they're contacting us. We just sat down and Eileen got a ping. But uh, what's the benefit, do you think, for us going back again? Well, you, you guys touch people in a way that, that we can't. I mean, again, Vic, you and I talk about this. There, there, there are plenty of people out there, and they may, there may be, listening to this podcast the first time and they don't know your story. You know, they don't know your and Eileen's story together, you know, and what, what God has asked you to endure as a person, what God has asked you to, to endure as a couple, there's, it's absolutely crystal clear that, that, that God has prepared you to be able to reach and touch people from, Mm -hmm. from all different cultures. So there's no one like y'all when it comes to being able to, to just, just heal people and provide that sense of healing and hope you know, as an, on an individual basis and then collectively. So, you know, there's, a, there's a power in the three stooges here, but there's a, but there, but there's an exponential power when they see the, the two of you as, as a couple and, and what a, what a godly marriage looks like and what that relationship looks like and, and how, what you've survived and come out on the other end, they can survive again mm-hmm. as an individual Vic that you've done and then collectively as a couple. So, you know, we've talked about this. We we feel it's like really in many good. ways we're we're just continuing to further what we can do in our own specialties 
but you, you guys are our secret weapon and you'll always be the secret weapon and you know placing you strategically when 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 the conditions are ripe and the, and they're already ripe they are oh guys thanks for saying that mm -hmm. i mean that really does give clarity for people maybe who don't understand and you know there's that little saying uh dream work Teamwork is dream work. <laughs> it, 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 it's it's true because we couldn't be doing what y'all are doing, uh, you know, breaching the the emotional part and uh, educational part like y'all are you doing. This is this is fantastic. Was well, anything else you want to add to this before we close up? Because man, we I, I can't wait to get this on on the air. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, I, I want to publicly thank Joe, you know, he, we have a lot of credibility built up and trust with our followers. And, and this is a, this is a space that we are continuing to grow and feel that God is growing and, and for him to, to partner with us as closely and openly as he has, it, it brings a level of, of credibility. Uh, and then just, I mean, to, to watch him teach continually is, is really powerful. And then also to, to recognize Lindsay, you know, as you were going through, you know, the, the old men and who we, who we are and what we do, I mean, this is our future. And, you know, we've talked about this where this next phase of ATP is really is really developing the, the, our staff and our people into these future roles. And I, I don't I don't think I mean, Lindsay couldn't have done a better job, especially with Chaz dragging her down every every step of the way. You know, it's been oh, absolutely. Jazz. Well, it's resistance training and that's how you build. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and speaking of, Lindsay is a single woman who's in an incredible position, and uh, she is like a daughter to us. So we we are praying for the right, godly, the suitor. masculine, there is one out there for you, Lindsay. you know, conservative you man in the states to <laughs> to uh, <laughs> get through our vetting system. But no, we we we're so excited because where a lot of girls would just. Be so self-centered, and it's just about them, and I need this, and they would change their life and compromise in order to just get a man. You have chosen to say, one, I'm not necessarily going to follow my family's footsteps uh, in some of the ways, but still be part of it, which took a lot of courage. I mean, uh, for the average person, Lindsay does come from a family of wealth. I mean, I'm I'm not trying to embarrass you, or whatever. And, and, and uh, well, look, you went to private school. You rode horses. You, yeah, uh, he's, from, he's from Louisiana. If you don't live in the double wide, you're one of them. You're one of them rich girls. Well, you know what? She also had to clean those horses. Well, no, what I love morning. is your parents True. kept your feet on the ground. Yeah, that's that's the truth. You're not spoiled. You're, you're not spoiled in, in any of that. Uh, but you could have taken some life and career decisions, right? I remember when your parents, who uh, support the ministry, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, had a little bit of grief because they're like, you're taking our daughter into Mosul doing combat. Yeah. I'm what like, parent wouldn't? I mean, <laughs> yeah. I can't blame them. No, not at all. Not <laughs> at all. But the fact that you had the courage to, to make hard decisions mm – -hmm. And then here, here you are now, uh, because we do believe the trifecta will be, uh, I'm a little longer in the tooth. God's placing me in, in a certain area. We, we feel like Colonel Teagues is going to be next up at bat, and then eventually you, and we'll, we'll trust God for that. But it's exciting. It, yeah. It's really exciting. And, and, and anyway, well, 
And all you married folks, pray pray for our Lindsay. <laughs> Thank you. And if you're single, dude, that fits the qualifications, go ahead and call us at 1-800-994. Send us your resume. Send us your resume. That's right. And you'll be vetted by every <laughs> badassery uncle that surrounds her. And we're talking deep dive vets and interrogation. Okay. So, so let me let me close my thoughts with uh, um, Lindsay. You talked about doors being opened over there. When we first went there, the Lord gave us the scripture about there are many effectual doors being opened, mm. and we feel like we have moved. We've gone forward through God's showing us in his word through prayer. So to me, this is just confirmation that God is continuing the work he started. And as long as we trust him and we just say, Lord, we don't understand what's on the other side of that door, but we trust you. I am so encouraged because he's continuing what he had intended to do. So yeah. thank all of you. Thank you for just stepping out in faith and and for our donors who have trusted us. We've trusted God, thank you, because we're all in this together. Those prayer warriors. Yes. I like the way you talk of the nice words. It's so, <laughs> it's nice? so spiritual and nice. They're nice. It's a nice. Right? <laughs> As opposed to... Uh, like Hassan <laughs> told me one time. As he was ready to shoot an ISIS commander that was captured in front of me, he goes, I wait to shoot him. Because you say the nice words, <laughs> spiritual words. Uh, you guys, thanks from all of us. Yes. From all of our prayer warriors, all of our supporters, mm -hmm. uh, the the millions of people that we reach through social media. Uh, we're thankful that y'all are on the front lines right now, boots on the ground, doing yeah. the deal. And those that are regularly there, uh, but we're praying for y'all safe return and mm -hmm. continued advancement of uh, what we know God has called us to do there. So, uh, folks, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, man, do it for the glory of God. Gives you a sense of passion and mission. And we all run in different lanes. And we get contacted all the time. People want to, you know, be, be involved. You just have to be involved in the way that God wants you to be. And it starts at home with your own personal life, your family, your community, and it builds out. But uh, visit us at victormarks.com to read stories, get updates, sign up for our daily intelligence brief. Again, at victormarks.com forward slash brief. And uh, we, we appreciate all of you listening and watching who make this happen. We love y'all. Until next time, God bless you. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. We'd love to stay connected with you and invite you to the conversation beyond this podcast. You can check out more of the work we're doing around the world at victormarks.com, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all linked in the show notes. Be sure to drop us a comment in the review section if today's show has impacted you in any way or if there's anything you'd like to hear more of. We're always encouraged to hear from you. Thanks for spending your time with us. Until next time. 